Hey everyone, welcome back to Pixels and Ink, episode number seven. And today we're starting a three-part series on what you as a printer ought to know about using Facebook to generate revenue. And it's going to be a three-part series that takes us through a variety of facets of Facebook that we think are particularly important for you. And we're looking forward to sharing the information. So as always, I'm joined by Mackenzie, who's here to my right. How are you doing, Mackenzie? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Let's jump right in. Perfect. So thank you so much for joining us, listeners. We're excited to have you here for this three-part series. Really a training so you can take some of this and apply it to your business and use it as an opportunity to generate some new revenue. So my family, actually my grandparents, started a printing company in 1977, small print shop, and then my mom and my uncle took it over um, when they were done working there. And so... As a little kid, I remember going to the, the shop and being on the floor, crawling around, hanging out, and seeing my grandpa working with these big metal sheets and putting ink on them and just having that smell of ink around them. And as I grew up, I then saw them get commercial printing presses. And then I saw them get huge digital presses. And it's just such an evolution that I was able to see. And so I completely understand the shift that you as a printer are going through. And one thing that is certain and that everyone agrees upon is that the print industry has completely changed. I mean, the entire world has obviously evolved, but mm -hmm. specifically the print industry because we've moved, you know, we've gone from print, that ink, um, to the digital, the pixels, plugging our name again. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, and, you know, one of the things that is almost a negative thing or people are feeling is that there's this downward pressure for the demand of print. And so just to give you a fact to back that up, in 2000, year 2000, there was $117 billion being spent in print, whereas now it's $80 billion. And then with that drop in revenue, a sad, sad externality of that is that companies are closing their doors. And so that same time range from 2000, there was about 42,000 print shops. And now that same number has gone down to 24,000. And so... Printers are really feeling that that pressure and that the change in landscape starting to affect their business models. Yeah, and it seems kind of doom and gloom as we're talking about this. And, um, you know, we're setting the stage here so that we can tie everything together around how Facebook can help you solve some of these challenges. Of course, it's not going to replace the, you know, 10,000 print businesses that are no longer here and such. But there are some opportunities that you can take hold of. You know, the other thing, Mackenzie, that's changing, you mentioned the whole world has changed around us, is that as people you and me and, and, and those who are listening, we now have so many ways that we can communicate. And so marketers who are trying to reach us, or if we put ourselves in the shoes of the marketer and we're trying to reach customers and prospects, we have so many ways now that we can reach out to those people. We have their cell phone, we have email, we have Facebook, Twitter. There are wearables now that, that we can communicate with and soon our cars and our devices, the internet of things is, is going to be prevalent. So there are just so many channels that we can take a hold of here um, as marketers, as we're trying to engage our customers, trying to engage our prospects. And I think there's a, a study from sometime early last year that showed that the average consumer, the average person, whatever that looks like, is reachable on about 7.2 channels, meaning of those channels that I mentioned, there's usually around seven that any one particular person can be reached on. Yeah. And then even, Dave, just to continue on that, I think studies have shown that in 2010, on average, people spent about 0.4 hours on their mobile device. Now, about 2.8 hours per day on their mobile device. So you can see not only the landscape starting to shift, but then people's behaviors and, and consumer behavior starting to shift to adapt to those new um, channels. 
And, you know, you could ask yourself a, another question here, like, is, is this impacting us as people? Is, is our psyche changing? Is our, is our um, you know, biochemistry, I don't even know if, if uh, there, there are, you know, many studies in this area, but we did come across one that Microsoft did that showed in 2000, the average attention span of a person was 12 seconds. They measured it again in 2013, and that had gone down to eight seconds. So it's possible that with all of these devices and all of these things competing for our attention, that the, the human attention span has gone down. And what's really kind of uh, sad about that is that the attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Here, here we are at eight seconds, and a goldfish is at nine. So it's like they're almost more evolved than we are at this point. Jeez, yeah. So to make matters worse, um, if you're in the shoes of a, of a print house, commercial printers, you've got the downward demand on print, print shops closing, all of these new channels that are emerging, attention spans changing. And then if you look at the marketing technology landscape, you've got hundreds, if not thousands of solutions out there that are all clamoring for your attention. So people saying, hey, use, use this technology, use that technology. There's all of these different things that we can, we can put our hands on. And yet at the end of the day, we're all faced with the same sort of challenge. We want to generate more leads, drive more revenue. It doesn't matter if we're a B2B company, B2C company. We're all in the same boat here trying to generate leads. The things that we used to do don't seem to work anymore or don't work as well. And more and more uh, of the dollars that we're spending are being put online as opposed to being put into print. So we don't want to be doom and gloom here, but we think this is kind of the backdrop for what we're about to share with you today in terms of, of Facebook and how you can use it to generate revenue. Yeah, and Dave, you know, it's, I know we've said this in past episodes, but you and I like to see challenges as the biggest opportunity for growth. And I think that this Facebook training session is really to show people that they have such a tremendous opportunity at their fingertips to use it as growth. And so we're really at a fork in the road at this point. It's either, you know, step up and and position yourself as a solutions um, company where you actually provide solutions and you use these other channels, you integrate print, you integrate the online world and offer these services to your customers. Or you can just say, you know what, we're going to go with the static, we're going to continue with the traditional model, and we're going to stick our head in the sand and hope that things change. And given the statistics that we just we just said, things aren't going to change, you know. But if you are one of the companies or if you're one of those people that are like, listen, we have not only an opportunity to increase our print revenue by using some of these channels, but also then to bring this value to our customers and allow them to shine, allow their businesses to grow. And as they grow, you grow, and then you become one of those printers that now is a solutions company. You're not necessarily looked at as just someone who puts ink on paper or does business cards or whatever, you know, whatever you're offering your clients. You now become a one-stop shop to deliver results, leads, generation, generation of revenue, and you're helping people solve their challenges. So let me underscore something you said there, Mackenzie. I think it's really important. There's two, there's two opportunities here that we're talking about today. One, is you can use these tactics that we're going to touch on today and then get into uh, further on in the series. You can use these tactics for your own business. So if you're a, a print service provider, an agency, a web developer, if you're offering marketing services to companies and you're looking for more companies like that to bring into your, into your fold, you can use these tactics to generate leads and go after them. Uh, in the same way that you're doing that, you can also offer the service to your customers. So I think that's a great point that you made, Mackenzie. There's, there's certainly a lot of opportunity here. Let's turn the corner now from the from the background in terms of kind of the, the bigger picture of what's going on here and, and start to talk about how Facebook and print can kind of come together. So as we think about this, the traditional kind of workflow for a campaign, a, a print-based campaign, is to send a direct mail piece out targeting a group of individuals and ask them to do something. So it's either pick up the phone, send in a BRC, 
visit a landing page, visit a microsite. And with things like personalized URLs and other uh, trackable devices on these print pieces, we can measure and monitor the effectiveness of our direct mail campaigns as they're unfolding. And usually the objective of these campaigns is to generate a lead or to make a sale in some way. So that's kind of the, the construct within which we're talking about Facebook today is that kind of traditional campaign where direct mail is going out and we're using that to uh, engage individuals. So, some folks are using personalized URLs on those direct mail pieces. Other are using uh, intelligent mail barcode for triggering follow-up emails or triggered SMS messages. So we're talking about that kind of workflow today and, and how you can weave Facebook into this in a way that's that's very unusual and, and uh, very new for many of you. And, you know, just being printers, I know many of our, our listeners are printers or marketing services providers. I feel like in the in the past while people have been saying, you know what, print is dead and that's direct right. mail is completely, you know, foreign and it's in the past and yep. it's in the dark ages. Well, let's just bust that myth today because DMA put out a study at the end of last year and they said that direct mail, listen to this, this is true, mm -hmm. direct mail outperforms all digital channels combined. So that means all those things that Dave said combined by nearly 600%. Yep. That's, I mean, when I read that, that's remarkable. I knew that direct mail is still relevant, but I didn't realize to that degree. And if you want to break that down and see, okay, what does that really mean? So. In terms of response rates, if you send a uh, direct mail piece to a house list, so someone that it's actually your house list, you're probably going to get about a 3.7% response rate. Now, if you send it to just a prospect list, so maybe a bot list, something that's not, you know, just a prospect list, you're going to get a 1%. Now, all the digital channels that we just talked about combined only achieve a 0.62% response rate. So even if you are just using a prospect list, it's gonna be performing higher in terms of response rates than all of those digital channels combined. And then to take it a step further, marketers were interviewed and 44% of marketers say that they're using at least three channels. So that means if you're a service provider, your clients, all of the people that come to you, they're using three channels at least, at minimum. So if your print channel, for example, is one or you're an agency and you're offering email or, or whatever it is, that leaves two other channels at minimum for them to be looking for places to provide these services. And that is really a huge place where you can start to offer this value. You know, you're thinking, okay, I thought this was about Facebook. We've talked about service providers. We've talked about direct mail. We've talked about that. So the reason why we chose Facebook is because, let's say the one channel is direct mail, another channel is email, and then to tie it together, we use social media. Well, by and large, Facebook outperforms all of the other social media channels. And so I think there's, what, 1.55 million users of Facebook today? Billion. Billion. Billion, yeah. Yep. Listen to that, billion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the average is, I think you said 40 minutes a day we talked about it, That's we right. read online. People are on Facebook 40 minutes a day on average. That is a lot of time. Yep. That's yep. that's a little bit less. I think that's like about 3% of your day. I know my hour workouts are about 4% of my day. So there you go. <laughs> cut that 20 minutes down. It's about 3% of your day, but it's a lot of time. Yes. Yeah, it is. And so that's what we want to talk about with you over the next two episodes here um, as we wrap this one up. We're kind of setting the stage today, as I said, for why this is uh, so important for us to take hold of. And as we look forward to the next uh, episode, we're going to talk about Facebook custom audiences, if that's a new term for you. You'll definitely want to tune into that. Facebook custom audiences are extremely powerful and a very, very potent way for you to connect print and the online realm, specifically using Facebook. So we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. 
And we hope you have a wonderful day. See you back here soon. Yeah, and make sure to bring some pen and paper or your computer because you'll definitely want to take notes so you can actually take this and start implementing. Yep, have a wonderful day.